our son uh, passed away in February at the age of 33. Um, he was the type of guy that was everybody's friend. His laugh was contagious. He had the most gorgeous blue eyes. Uh, but he also suffered. He suffered with bipolar mental illness his entire life since he was a child. Mm -hmm. uh, but he wasn't a drain on society. He would, I mean, he always had a job. He knew he had a job and he worked hard. Uh, he is, like I said, everybody's best friend. The fun uncle is what yeah. the nieces and nephews would call him. Uh, but those type of people uh, are usually the ones that silently suffer. Yeah. The ones that are always out there trying to take care of everybody else mm -hmm. and trying to make sure everybody else is happy. Those are the ones that they do it because they know the feelings of loneliness and hurt yeah and abandonment yeah and they do everything they can to keep other people from experiencing the same that that is so true so true and so in february uh, came and spent the entire day with his dad and I, just talking and laughing and we were making plans for the future. Uh, he and his dad actually booked a fishing trip together. And we went out to supper that night with my sister and he didn't want to go with. And uh, he had just had foot surgery, so we uh, went out to supper, and when we got back, he was sleeping. And uh, went to check on him, and uh, my husband asked me to go back in and rewrap his foot, an RN. And so I went in and rewrapped his surgical site on his foot and told him that I loved him. And he said, thank you, Mom. He says, I love you too. And uh, we had a secret code for when he would be depressed. And I would say that I love you and he would say, I love you too. And I'd say, I love you more. And he would always answer with the word so. Like so. And that was my go-to 
word to know that he was going to be okay. Yes, he's depressed, but mm -hmm. he's going to be okay. That was the last text I got from him. And my husband went to bed and I sat up to watch TV for a little bit and I had noticed that the bedroom light had gone on and I didn't think too much of it and 45 minutes later I went to go check on him and I walked in and he had hung himself and that image is burned into my memory. It doesn't flash back as much as it once did. Yeah. But when it does, it hurts. It hurts so much. And so, his job, he was a supervisor. That company has been amazing. Uh, yes, we lost our son. They lost a brother and a friend and a mentor. And so those are all good things. Yeah. Though they're sad. It has made more awareness mm -hmm. in their company uh, for people with mental health issues. It's not that they were proactive before, but they are more proactive. Yes. And they actually have hung a plaque, a brass plaque, with picture in their hallway for his dedicated service. And I'm not sure I can quote verbatim what it is inscribed, but it says, what's in what is behind us are memories. What is beside us are friends and before us are dreams to always love. And that's the truth. Always love. Yeah. That's important. So what are you doing to deal with that grief? Uh, stepping back. Uh, left three boys and they have an amazing mom and we get the boys every other weekend during school and every other week during the summer. We just got back taking them on a beach vacation that we had out had planned before passing. 
and it is great to see that we can talk about and laugh remember the good memories yeah the the silly stuff that he did and mm -hmm. it's hard to think that he will forever be 33 and when he passed i was not angry i was not angry at god i was not angry at i was grateful that he was finally at peace that i know that he is in heaven and that when i'm doing silly stuff or his dad's doing silly stuff that he's laughing at us and technology is great because we've got his voice and his laughter on our phones mm -hmm. we've got pictures and videos and uh, to really educate people the hardest thing is a lot of our friends don't know what to say. Yeah. And some sometimes That's okay. don't say anything. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. And don't expect me to break down in social situations. And if tears come to my eyes, it's okay. It's, it's just my feelings yeah flowing out their valid feelings process them experience them yes don't dwell on them but process it and let it go through don't yeah. hold it back don't no. hide it no that that does nobody any good no and the more you do that for yourself the more other people will see you doing it and the more they'll be encouraged to do it for themselves yeah exactly that we're all just a mess of people mm -hmm. and we all have stories so what were some coping skills that your son had for his depressive episodes uh, writing music writing poetry which is playing his guitar uh, he was so talented in so many ways. Of course, growing up in rural Iowa as a teenager, he envisioned himself as being a great white rapper boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you, sorry, you, you just aren't going to cut it, <laughs> but he liked it, and he did, he, he wrote a lot, and that's what one of the things that I had told him uh, when I was growing up in the foster care system. Yeah. 
I could write and I could write and I could revise and I could process it and then I could tear it up and throw it away and move on and that's what he did. Since his death on this earth, um, we found a couple of his writings and they were usually when he was in a dark place and at first it's hard to read and then process that but know that he made it through that yeah that was one of those so moments I'm sure so, so I know there are uh, a lot of different types of bipolar but did your son have uh, intense manic episodes as well yes yes he was manic depressive uh, and what the doctors when he was a preteen and a teenager, we had him seeing a psychiatrist and a psychologist, and they said that they had never seen anyone like He was cyclic. It was, we could write it on the calendar. In some ways, that's a good thing. It is and it's not, yeah. because he would first start out with a manic and be, be normal, you know, just high energy kid out there doing this, doing that, and after about a week you saw him start having some anger issues and uh, not sleeping as well um, and then by the last two days I mean he was like a caged bear he was angry and lashing out and just you could tell that the inside of his body he just wanted to explode and on the 14th day, just something would trigger like a light switch. Yeah. And he would explode, and within an hour, he was on the ground sobbing, feeling hopeless, helpless, alone, scared. And we would sit there and pick up the pieces, literally and figuratively, and we'd start all over. And so, yeah. Sounds like you've learned a lot. It, I have from him. And because when I'm an RN, and when I was, I didn't go become an RN until I was in my 40s, and the boys were teenagers, and I was doing my psych rotation. 
and I had, I was at a hospital in Iowa doing it, and the very first day after our, uh, oh, I can't even think of the word, uh, anyway, uh, my instructor came up to me and she said, you absolutely amaze me. And I said, why? She said, you never batted an eye. Said, all the other students stood with their backs to the wall, just kind of staring at the patients and you're out there talking and trying to get them to interact with you. And I just looked at her and I said, it's just like home, just more of them. And there was never more true words. It, you know, they might scream and yell, but they're not gonna hurt you. Yeah. Mm. Those type of people are scared. New environment. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's going wrong. Everybody's telling them there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Never judge somebody for being scared. There is a situation that everybody on this planet will be uncomfortable with. Yes. And that's something that boys have... Uh, I remember the conversation that we'd had down at the, going down to the beach. I was, the boys are 12, 9, and 6, and said something about being scared. I said, everybody gets scared. And uh, I said, even Papa gets scared. And my husband's a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just like their dad was a big guy. And uh, said, really? I said, yes. Everybody gets scared. I said, and it's okay to be scared. I said, if you're scared, talk to somebody. Let them know that you're scared. Yeah. I said, sometimes they'll just sit with you. Sometimes they'll just maybe help you talk through your fear and anxiety and be able to walk you through it and realize that there's not anything really to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. It's a new experience and we learn from that and we yeah. grow from it. There's no shame in being afraid. No, no. And so it was all, Papa gets scared? Yes. Nana gets scared? Yes. Well, what do you get scared of? I said a lot of different things. Yeah. Mostly my children and my grandchildren. Everything else, nope. 23rd Psalm verse 1 is the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want and it's the truth mm -hmm. God has always provided for us whether it be financially mentally 
spiritually. Uh, my husband and I grew up dirt poor. We had no two pennies to rub together. Yeah. But we made it through. 41 years and we're still making it through. Yep. It's not about what you have, it's about what you do with stuff what you Stuff is stuff. I would live in a tent with that man. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> you don't hear that much, but that's beautiful. It's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's not big fancy stuff. Uh, last night, went to a wedding reception at one of my friends. They have a $5 million mansion. And I'm like, it's just her and her husband now. Yeah. And it's like, nope. Yeah. I wouldn't want. Yeah. I don't want it. I feel that. I want to live on the beach or at least be able to go sit by the beach. Go to the mountains. Mm -hmm. Stuff is stuff. Yeah. And when you go home and you lay down in bed at night, are those, you know, empty items keeping you warm, giving you comfort, or boosting your ego? Me, I'm just, I got a pillow, and I got a blanket, and I got my husband, I'm all good. So I need to find my husband now. Yeah. That was an amazing conversation. Thank you very much. You're very welcome.